0: Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Good morning. My name is Kate Rademacher, and as many of you know, I am serving as a diocesan intern here at St. Luke's through the end of the year. It has been a true gift and a blessing to be with you at St. Luke's during this season. I am grateful for the ways you have welcomed me, the ways you have shared your stories and experiences with me, and the opportunities we have had to pray and learn and worship together. And now I'm grateful for the chance to share a word of good news with you this morning. Christ is King. As many of you know, I am currently in discernment for potential ordination to the priesthood. And for those of you who are familiar with the process, you know it is no joke. (laughs) As I have told many friends and colleagues over the past year, there are about mm, 647 steps involved in becoming a priest in the Episcopal (laughs) Church, and I'm on step 23. (laughs) But to be clear, I am not complaining. This has truly been a holy, wonderful, challenging, and important time of formation. As part of this process, I have participated in several one-on-one interviews with members of the Commission on Ministry this fall. One of these interviews focused on the topic of vocation, another on the topic of personal relationships, and the last one was on the topic of theology. That last meeting, the one on theology, was the one that made me the most nervous. I have not yet been to seminary, and I wasn't sure what to expect or how to prepare for the discussion. During the Zoom meeting, the person who interviewed me, a remarkable woman who was a scholar and a theologian, asked me this question. What are the characteristics of your God? What are the characteristics of your God? There is so much to unpack in this question. The first word that stood out to me was your. Wouldn't it have made more sense to say our? I wondered, what are the characteristics of our God? Also, the word characteristics gave me pause. What are God's characteristics? How can we know them? Which of God's attributes are most noteworthy? How could I... How should I describe my understanding of God's qualities to this person? Indeed, it is a good question for all of us to ponder. What are the characteristics of your God? As Christians, we must ask ourselves, what are the characteristics of the God that Scripture and Christian witness reveal? Well, let's look at today's gospel reading for some clues. In the dramatic scene described in Luke's Gospel, Jesus is being crucified alongside two criminals. This is a terrible, violent moment. And it is chaotic. There is a lot going on. Jesus is being mocked. He is being goaded. People are watching. Leaders are sneering. He saved himself. He saved others. Let him save himself if he is the Messiah of God. He is being challenged to prove once and for all that he is God's chosen one. If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. I can feel the anxiety, the aggression, and the fear of the situation. It is palpable and it is painful. In this moment, what does Jesus do? How does Christ, our King, respond in this moment? What can we learn about who God is and how God operates in this moment of incredible chaos, humiliation, and terror, when there's everything to lose? Life, reputation, followers, legitimacy. How does Jesus respond? Who is our God? Well, in our gospel passage for today, we see two qualities of Christ the King in the things he does from the cross. He forgives and he blesses. Remember, this is the man who earlier had taught his disciples that they should love their enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. And now, in this moment of truth, as the situation unfolds with violence, ridicule, torture and ultimately no we know, with His death, Jesus' teaching about loving one's enemies is put to the test. And in that moment of pain and anguish, he prays, "Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. God please." Forgive us. What are the characteristics of our God? For me, another related question comes to mind in all of this. What is forgiveness? What does it mean to forgive? And most importantly, how can we forgive when we lack the desire or the strength to do so? For many, many years, I have struggled with this question. What is forgiveness, and how can I forgive? And if I'm successful, what will will be different in the situation or in me if and when forgiveness occurs? As I've grappled with this, I've come to see that I have not been asking the question in quite the right way. I've tended to ask, what will it take for me to forgive others? But when I frame the question like that, the focus is on me as the center of action, as as the one choosing to grant forgiveness or not. Instead, what does Jesus show us? He shows us that we must ask God to forgive. Or put another way, the power of forgiveness is God's to grant. Recently, I asked one of my spiritual mentors for help understanding what forgiveness entails. Several years ago, a person in my life betrayed me. This is a harsh word, and I do not use it lightly. But it feels accurate. The person betrayed my trust, and unfortunately, it seemed that they actively tried to harm me. It was terrible. This was a person I had trusted, a person whom I had tried to help. The betrayal was a shock, and it was painful. And for the next two years, I thought about this situation every single day. I knew I needed to forgive, I know forgiveness is a critical part of the Christian path, but how was I supposed to do it? And what would be different, what would change if I was ever able to forgive this person? When I brought this question to my mentor, she said simply, one thing I've learned is that it is God who does the work of forgiveness. Her words showed me where I had gotten it wrong. I had been trying to squeeze my eyes real tight until maybe just maybe I might forgive this person. And instead of opening my arms wide like Jesus on the cross and asking God to grant God's abundant grace through the gifts of healing and forgiveness. Each week in the Eucharist, we ask God for forgiveness. We say together, most merciful God, we are truly sorry and we humbly repent For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us. God, please forgive us. We do not have this power in ourselves. We often do not have the strength. We sometimes do not even have the desire. We need you to do it in us and for us. And remarkably, God does forgive. Despite what we do and what we fail to do, despite the pain we inflict on one another in thought and word and deed. And Jesus, our great intercessor, our King, asks for this forgiveness on our behalf. And amazingly, miraculously, this request is granted. As St. Paul wrote in today's epistle, through him, God was pleased to reconcile him to himself all things by making peace through the blood of the cross. To be clear, there are cases of radical harm, for example, assault or abuse, when forgiveness does not mean continuing a relationship with the person who caused the harm. Archbishop Desmond Tutu and his daughter explore this idea in a book they co-authored, The Book of Forgiveness. They explain that in some cases, forgiveness involves renewing the relationship Renewal does not mean going back to the way things were, but rather creating a new dynamic in the relationship that reflects the reality of the suffering that occurred. Another option they explain is what they call releasing the relationship. They write, quote, you can choose not to have someone in your life any longer. You have released the relationship. These are wise words and I'm grateful for them. Today is the final Sunday before Advent, which is the beginning of the church year. Much like Lent, Advent is a time of preparation and expectation. As we prepare an Advent both for for Christ's birth and for his second coming, this is a good time to reflect on if and how we may need to ask God for God's forgiveness and mercy and grace. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. We often do not know what we are doing. We cause harm to ourselves or our loved ones, sometimes without even realizing it. We cause harm to our planet, to animals, to our communities, We hurt one another on Facebook, or in the classroom, or in our living rooms, or in the public square. Our typical response is defensiveness or aggression. And if you were in Jesus' place, facing tormentors who are not only inflicting unspeakable violence on your body, but also deriding you, mocking you, humiliating you, can you not imagine the great temptation to judge, to lash out, to retaliate, to condemn, to fight. But instead, we must ask God for the gift of forgiveness. What are the characteristics of our God? What we see and what we know is that God is a God of mercy and of love, a God who grants the amazing, priceless gift of forgiveness both to those whom we have hurt and to those who we have hurt, who have hurt us. These are the attributes, the characteristics of the God incarnate, of Christ the King. And for this, we are truly grateful. Amen.